And thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A, Illinois. This is a sermon for January 5th, 2020, the Epiphany of Our Lord. The sermon is entitled, God's Light Shines on You, and is based on Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 through 2. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen. May God's grace and mercy and peace be yours this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus. Text for the message today comes from, as I said, the Old Testament reading and uh, the gospel reading today from Matthew chapter 2. Let us pray. O God, you are present with us today. Fill our lives with your light and banish the darkness that seeks to overwhelm us. May the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Isaiah reminds us, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, a thick darkness over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Stories told, I'm sure it's an apocryphal story, of someone who called a customer service line to complain because there was a power outage in their area after a big storm. And after a lot of complaining, the person complaining uh, stopped raging long enough to ask the question, now how am I going to know when my lights are back on? Okay, last night's service got it faster. Okay. There was silence on the phone uh, while the customer service agent debated uh, the best way to answer such an obvious question. You know, how will I know when your lights are back on? Well, they'll be brighter now, they said, and then they hung up on him. But have you ever been surrounded by complete darkness and long for light? And on a trip a number of years ago, Lynn and I stopped at uh, Merrimack Caverns, the south of St. Louis there, and, and we've toured some other caverns uh, when we've done some traveling before, uh, but uh, you know, the tours always tend to be the same, right? They they get you. They get you in the deepest part of the cavern, uh, and and what do they do? They they turn the lights off uh, for you to get the full effect of how dark it truly is in there. At that point, I remember you can't see a thing. Uh, I remember waving my hand in front of my face, uh, uh, not being able to see anything. Now with all the electronics today, I I don't know if it could have the full effect of that, uh, but it was interesting. But I. I remember being comforted knowing that, well, the lights are eventually going to come back on again and we're able, going to be able to see and find our way out. But have you ever been in that kind of darkness before? Maybe not literal darkness. What about darkness in your own lives? Tomorrow, January 6th, is the day we celebrate the day of Epiphany. Since it's close, as I said, I, I called the uh, an audible and uh, we're skipping the appointed readings for the second Sunday after Christmas and going right to Epiphany. You know, this year there are six Sundays in the season of Epiphany, and the word Epiphany means to like a revealing or an uncovering, uh, and then the readings in this season uh, reveal Jesus for who he is. He's the Son of God, true God, true man. Now, there are also themes of light and darkness as part of the season. And this reading here, uh, the arrival of the wise men uh, on the scene has traditionally been part of the readings for Epiphany. And as I said, it's celebrated on January 6th, which is the 
12th day of Christmas. That's right. The 12 days of Christmas aren't any days in December. Uh, they're the days between Christmas Day and Epiphany. Sorry to disappoint you, uh, but that's when they are. So in our readings today, Matthew tells us how the wise men saw this bright star in the sky. They traveled uh, believing that this was a sign that a new king for the Jews had been born. And so they thought they, uh, they knew where to go. I mean, after all, a logical place to find a new king of the Jews was the king's palace, the King Herod. They asked, where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw a star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, Scripture tells us we know Herod was not too pleased to hear this news from these strangers. He, in fact, Matthew tells us he was deeply troubled, uh, and, and that's not good uh, for King Herod. But he was happy to tell them what the Scripture said about the birthplace of this new king. He also asked the wise men to let him know uh, where they found the child so he could also go and worship him. But we know uh, from the reading last week, Herod really wanted the location of the child so he could eliminate his competition. History tells us that he had done that with his own sons and his wife. The wise men headed toward Bethlehem and were told this interesting piece of information After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Most likely, it was nighttime while they were traveling. No street lights on the road to Bethlehem. Camels didn't have driving lights to light up the road ahead. So this road was dark, and they wondered where they would find this right house where this baby king and his parents would be staying. And when they saw the light from the same star they had seen earlier, they were overjoyed, Matthew tells us. When it starts leading them along the road and finally stops right over the place where Jesus was, they were filled with joy. This bright heavenly light cut through the darkness and they were able to find their way. Again and again, Scripture makes that connection between the Messiah and light. In Isaiah, we read today, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, thick darkness over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you. His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. We heard how Matthew records this extraordinary bright light in the sky that hailed the birth of the Son of God, the light of the world. Luke records Simeon saying that he beheld the baby Jesus, that he will be a light who will reveal God to the people of all nations, to the Gentiles. Jesus will say this about himself, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will have the light of life and will never walk in darkness. Just like turning a light on in a dark room chases away the signs of darkness, Jesus is that light who has come into our world. A world that's been darkened by sin and evil and violence and hatred and cruelty and lovelessness of every kind. He's born into a world to bring the light of hope, the light of forgiveness and peace, to dispel from our lives the darkness of hopelessness and fear. In John chapter 1, we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. 
Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. This light, this light of Christ shines into the darkness of our lives. I mean, we, we do live in darkness, and, and it can take a different shape in our lives. So with what darkness are you struggling? Perhaps it's the darkness may be a, a, some sin that, you keep, that keeps nagging you, and you, you, can't, you can't give it up, and when you try, you fail, and you wonder if there's ever going to be an end to that darkness. The darkness may be a breakdown and a relationship between you and another person. You know, words have been said and feelings have run out of control and you wonder if that relationship will ever see the light of day again. The darkness in your life may be the kind that maybe you're not even aware of. It's possible to get so used to that darkness that you don't even recognize that you're in the dark. Maybe it's happened to you. It's like, like reading, reading a book in a room, uh, and that room is slowly becoming darker as the evening closes in, and, and you're not aware of the darkness because you're so engrossed in the story. Uh, and, and it's only when someone comes in and turns the light on uh, that you realize how dark the room has become. That's the way it is with sin in our lives. Satan loves to fool us to think that everything is okay, when in reality that, that darkness keeps closing in on us. Yeah, I mean, he's known as the Prince of Darkness for a reason. He doesn't want anyone to know Jesus as the light of the world. He wants to deceive us into believing that darkness is better than the light, that darkness is more powerful than the light. He doesn't want the light of Jesus to show how deep the darkness is in our own lives. That darkness is a lack of light. It may be a, a lack of love or maybe a lack of generosity or a lack of a forgiving spirit, maybe an unwillingness to give of your time to others. It's a darkness that inside of us that makes us selfish, a darkness that wants us to think maybe, maybe the worst about uh, other people in their situations, a darkness that tells us that, that well, People deserve uh, what life throws at them, uh, and then those folks don't receive any kind of understanding or sympathy or compassion from us. Herod was just enveloped in this darkness of selfishness and greed and even self-importance. He couldn't see Jesus Christ as the wise men did. In fact, so filled with that darkness that he feared the light, preferring the darkness in his heart because he knew that that was the only way he could get his own way. We heard last week that darkness led him to the slaughter of the children of Bethlehem. For him, darkness was the only way. He wanted no part of this bright star that stopped over where the light of the world rested in his mother's arms. Matthew's story of the wise men visiting the Christ child tells us Jesus wasn't born into a world where everything's sweet and nice born into a world of darkness, a world of violence, a world of wicked people. He is the light that Isaiah in the Old Testament talks about, the light that has come to chase away the darkness, the light that has come to chase away our darkness. And we know Jesus tackled darkness head on. In fact, the time, what happened at the time of his birth, which is a prelude 
to the evil that he would come up against during his life. You know, some of our carols reflect this. Uh, uh, this, this one's not in our hymnal, but I mean, you know the hymn, We Three Kings of Orient Are. I mean, the last verse is pretty gloomy. Myrrh is mine, a bitter perfume. Breathes the life of gathering doom. Sorrowing, sighing, bleeding, dying, sealed in the stone-cold tomb. Gives us a, a foretaste of what will come. You know, it's significant that, that myrrh is mentioned also when Nicodemus prepares Jesus' body for burial. This myrrh at his birth foreshadows his bitter struggle with evil death and Satan and his own death and his burial and his final victory on Easter morning. Jesus brings hope and forgiveness into the world. There's a story by uh, Leo Tolstoy, uh, Two Old Men is the title. It tells a tale of two old men, uh, uh, Ephim and Elisha. Uh, they decide that before they die, they must make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And after months of planning, they collect what they need, and they begin to walk. <clears throat> and after a long day on the road, they come to a village, and it seems deserted. Uh, no one's talking, uh, and uh, uh, no one's about, and, and, and they see a small hut, and they look in to see what had happened. And they enter, and they see the darkness, and they smell death. But as their adju- eyes adjust to the lack of light, they see bodies on beds. And with trepidation, they come close, and they, and they see that people are still alive, uh, but barely. And so Elisha wants to stay, and he encourages a companion to, to start to go on beyond the village, and he says, I'll, I'll catch up to you. But as Elisha opens up the doors and the windows and offers food and drink, he begins to see that the needs there are more complex than he first imagined. And it's, it's not only them, it's the whole village that's suffering. And he finds his friend and he tells him that he uh, wants to stay longer and he encourages him to go ahead and make your way to Jerusalem. I will find you there, he says. So one man stays in the village, helping the villagers find their way again to happiness and health. He never ended up going to Jerusalem. Instead, he eventually returned home. Uh, Ephim, the other man, makes his way to Jerusalem. He keeps waiting for his friend uh, who never comes. So after a while he goes ahead and returns home uh, to Russia again, walking across the continent. At one point on the way, he comes to a village, and that village seems strangely familiar. Uh, and he realizes that this is where he left his friend, but the place is totally different now. Uh, men and women, young and old, they're busy at work and at play, the animals are healthy, the crops are growing, and he asks, what has happened? And the villagers uh, explain that there was a man who stopped along the way and gave them back their life. We, too, can help people in their darkness and bring them light and life. But we can only do that because it's been done for us and to us. Jesus brings hope and forgiveness into our world, and in his light we find the strength to carry on amid all of our crises that we face. I mean, he's the light that encourages us when darkness overwhelms us. And whenever there's darkness, it could be in our, our family, in our friendships, in our community. Jesus has come to shed light on all those areas of our lives and restore peace and harmony and joy. Wherever there's darkness in our nation or at the world at large, 
Jesus is the real light, the genuine light who changes things. He is forgiveness where there's that wall of division. He's hope when, when you're facing an uh, illness or death. He is encouragement and strength when things are getting really tough. He is the love expressed with comforting words and deeds. He is what we need to lighten our personal darkness. I mean, he's the light to every person who has need of, of strength to see through the darkness of trouble and sickness. I mean, he's the light, the one who guides uh, us along life's journey when we do have difficult choices to make or when we have quite more questions than we have answers. He's the light that dispels the darkness of guilt. He dispels that with his forgiveness. He dispels the darkness of fear with hope when we take our last breath. He's the light of life, eternal life. He's the light that fills our lives so that we're able to let that light so shine out to others. In him, we're able to use whatever means we have at our disposal then to relieve the suffering of others and drive out the darkness that shrouds the lives of so many. Epiphany, revealing light and darkness. The light of Christ shines through us so that the darkness of evil might be dispelled. I mean, there is only one cure for darkness, and that is the light. And there's only one cure for the darkness of sin and and unhappiness, and that is the light, the light of Jesus. That's why he was born into this violent world, to be that light for you and me. Isaiah says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See darkness covers the earth, thick darkness over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. So let us go forth. Go forth with the light of Jesus in our lives, because God's light does shine on you. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and choosing an option at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.